0: thank you for your giving. We appreciate you for that. Go ahead and give yourselves a hand for your giving. All right. This time it gives me great pleasure to go ahead and uh, go through our confession and then present our speaker for this morning. So let's go ahead and let's go through our confessions together. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I will have what it says I will have. I'm a part of Deliverance Temple, where we love by living our vision every day. We connect with our Creator continually. We confess our deliverance consistently. We commit to serve creatively. We communicate Christ's love compassionately. Father God, Father God feed, us feed us your word. Amen. Today, our elect lady, my mother, Sister Joyce Mitchell, is going to be delivering the word. And so we are going to say amen to her as she comes. Amen.
1: amen. Amen. I praise God for each one of you. And uh, before I get started, I just want to thank God for how He blessed us last week. We had the tragedy in our city; we made the national news. But it could have been so much worse. Could have been so much worse. And I'm uh, I'm uh, sorry for the loss that was, for the life that was lost. But I just thank God that it was no worse. And I thank God how the people that did get injured. Some of them are now out of the hospital. Some of them are still in the hospital. And some of them are healing. And i just praise God for that. Now I'm just going to have a brief word of prayer. Thank God for each one of you. (laughs) Father God, in Jesus' name, I praise you for this day. Praise you for your people. Praise you for your mighty hand. Praise you for your power. Praise you for your anointing, God. Father God, I want you to get into this word. I want you to allow the word to do what needs to be done, God, in the name of Jesus. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Last week when um, the pastor preached welcome back, um, it was, you know, sort of dealing with the welcome back with the Back to Muncie celebration and everything. And this week, as I was just thinking about that, I said, well, once you welcome the Lord back into your circumstances, into your life, into your affairs, into your situation, then you got to fight back. Because you have to fight back to maintain the momentum that you've already gained in Christ. And so who are we fighting? We're fighting the enemy. The enemy is a fight. Your fight is not against your brother and your sister, but you're fighting the enemy. Amen? And so let's go to two key scriptures. And um, the first one is in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verse 11 through 13, in the Common English Version. It says, put on all the armor that God gives so you can defend yourself against the devil's tricks. How many know the devil got a lot of tricks? Amen. Let's go to the next verse. We are not fighting against humans. We are fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. So your fight is not against your pumate. It doesn't matter if they don't like you or you perceive they don't like you. That's not your fight. Your fight is against the enemy. And uh, they've got something going around now. I can't even think of the name of it, but what it is is if your child is in school and they identify as a cat, they have to have cat litter for your child. Now that's that's the enemy. That's spiritual wickedness. Or if your cat, if your child identifies as a dog, they need to have dog food at the school for your child. That's the stuff we need to be fighting against. Not each other. Amen? Amen. My next scripture is James, the fourth chapter. And did I finish all of uh, Ephesians? No, I didn't. So put on all the armor that God gives. Then when the enemy, when the evil day comes, you will be able to defend yourself. And when the battle is over, you will still be standing. We got to put on the armor that God gives us. Amen. Now I'm going to go to James 4 and 7. And I'm going to read this in the Amplified and in the Common English Version. It says, So be subject to God, resist the devil, Stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. That's the Amplified Version. Surrender to God, resist the devil, and he will run from you. A lot of us run from the devil, but the devil needs to be running from you. Amen? And so first, I'm going to just give a little testimony. This year, I've been just going through various challenges. In my life. In March, I had a real bad bout with sciatica. And if anybody's ever had sciatica, you know that's a pain you don't want to wish on nobody. Absolutely nobody. So I had to go to Central Indiana Orthopedics and got a steroid shot. And then I had to go to physical therapy, went to physical therapy for five and a half weeks. Then April comes around. In April, I started having trouble with my blood pressure. Take my medicine like I should, take it regularly. I would wake up in the morning, blood pressure real high. Had to go to the doctor, had a bunch of blood work. Everything came back normal except one, and they said my musculoskeletal enzymes were elevated. So then they said, well, you got inflammation in your body. I said, okay, I don't know where this comes from, but okay, I got inflammation. So they put me on prednisone for that. I didn't like, I was on that for about a week. Didn't like how that did me. And the doctor also put me on another blood pressure pill. And that blood pressure pill shot my blood pressure up higher. And I read the side effects, and when I went back, I said, I'm not taking this. He said, I know, he knows I'm a retired nurse, and uh, he said, uh, I know you read the five signs. I said yes, I did. You know I read them, and this I'm not taking. So he we said, "Well, stay on your own medicine." Okay, did that, and then I start feeling a little better. And then I come to realize, uh, sometime around the end of May, first of June, I said, "This is a spiritual attack. I haven't really done anything different." than what I normally do. I haven't, um, I don't eat a lot of salt, don't eat a lot of pork. And so I, I said, this is a spiritual tap. And I said, devil, I'm tired of you. And I said, enough is enough, and too much of it stinks. And I said, Satan, i serve you notice. You're going to get out of my body. I said, you got it twisted. The last time I checked, my body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. You have no right in my body. You're trespassing in my body and sickness and disease cannot reign in this body because the word told me he said he would that I would be in health and be prosperous. So I said, devil, you trespassing. And you got to go. So I had to put up a fight and I have, and I'm still fighting. I also had a numbness in this arm and down in the hand. And I said, devil, you're trying to hinder me from completing my assignment. But I tell you what, you ain't stopping nothing over here. I'm going to still go to Bible study. I'm going to still go to the DT. And guess what? I don't look like what I've been through, but I said, I'm still going to church because that's where my health is. help is. That's where my strength is. That's where my encouragement is. And see, when I come to church, the reason I come, now I'm not talking about coming if you've got fever and COVID and all that. Stay at home, please. Okay? <laughs> but, uh, you know, with the ailments I was having sometimes when my blood pressure was up, Sometimes my legs felt like lead, and it was difficult coming in here and sitting. But I said, Lord, I'm going to give you the sacrifice of praise because I owe you everything. And see, when I come to church, I don't get no side effects from medicine. When I come to church, I don't get uh, hooked on prescription pain medication. I don't have any complications when I come to church. When I come to church, sometimes I get peace. I get a smile, I get a hug, I get encouragement, and all of that helps build me up. And so I said, "Devil, you're getting out of this body in Jesus' name." Yes. Hallelujah! Yes. Now the, the complete manifestation has not occurred, but guess what? I'm standing on the word, and I'm standing on His head. Yes. Amen. Because you got to fight. Yes. We're in, we in the fight of our lives, yes. Yes. and we have to fight for our children we got to fight for our families. Yes. we got to fight for our relatives, neighbors, everybody. We don't have time fighting against each other. No. That's futile. That's useless. We are fighting the enemy every day, fighting for sanity in your own mind. Because, see, when you go through grief, the enemy will tell you, you about to lose it. Because he told me I was about to lose it. And, see, I know. But you have to fight for your peace. Fight for everything. Amen. Now I'm going to, um, let's go to um, Matthew, the fourth chapter and verses 1 through 11. And we're going to see how Jesus fought the enemy in the wilderness. First I'm going to describe temptation. Temptation is an enticement to get a person to act contrary to, to God's will. And over in James, um, I think it's the first chapter, it says we are tempted when we're drawn away of our own lusts and enticed. So temptation is a choice. You can't say that God tempted you because you made that choice. And see, when David was out there looking at Bathsheba, see all his men was in the war. But David was out there and he peeped over Saw Bathsheba over there. Then lust came into his heart. And so um, in James it says, When lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And then when sin is conceived, it brings forth death. And so in David's case, and it didn't, David didn't die a, a physical death, but the baby that him and Bathsheba had, the first baby, that baby died. Okay? And then his consequence of his sin, the Lord said, the sword will not depart out of your house. House David had all kind of turmoil in his home just because he gave in to the temptation. Amen? Okay, we're going to go to uh, Matthew and see how Jesus dealt with temptation. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, just before this fourth chapter, Jesus had gotten baptized by John the Baptist, and the Spirit of the Lord sat on his shoulder like a dove. So he had just, you know, had a great experience. But then the Spirit led him into the wilderness. He was led by the Spirit, but he was led there for the task that he had before him. He was led there in preparation for his ministry. Let's go to the next verse. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungry. So Jesus was hungry. Next verse. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, Command that these stones be made bread. Okay, now see, the enemy will come at you when you're weak, you're tired, you're stressed out, and you're vulnerable. He already knew Jesus was hungry. And then he said, say, if you're the son of God. Satan so you knew who Jesus was. He wasn't crazy. He knew who Jesus was. But he was trying to question the deity of God. Let's look at the next verse. But he answered and said, this is Jesus talking, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now, Jesus was saying, yes, I'm hungry. You're right about it. But I'm living by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of my father. Next verse. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. See, the devil's persistent. The devil ain't going to quit. He's going to keep telling you, you depressed. Don't nobody like you. You ain't got no money. You got this. You got that going on. This is why the scripture says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Next verse. And said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now in this scripture, the Satan Satan is quoting the scripture now. Did the devil know the word too? The devil knows the word. And so Satan is quoting the scripture saying, just go on, cast yourself down. Don't worry about the cross and what you come here to do. You just go on, cast yourself down. Okay, let's read the next verse. Jesus said unto him, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. If you notice, Jesus didn't argue with him, because you can't argue with the devil. And you cannot argue with the fool. When you're with a fool, the best thing to do is just be quiet because you will not be able to talk any sense to a fool. Amen? So Jesus didn't uh, argue with him. Jesus just said, it is written. Let's read the next verse. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Now, with this, this scripture kind of tickles me because I said, Now, the devil going to show the king of kings and the Lord of lords what he got when you was up in heaven and was stupid enough to get kicked out. Why would Jesus believe you? The next verse. And this is Jesus talking and saith unto him, No, this is the enemy. And said unto him, all these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Next verse. Then saith Jesus unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now see, in the Bible, this verse is written in red. Jesus was getting a little vexed with, with uh, Satan. He said, get the hens. He really was saying, Satan, the Lord, rebuke you. Amen. And then uh, let's read the, the last verse. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. And so the devil left, but the devil tempted him all these three times. And in uh, St. Luke, that same scripture It says that the devil left Jesus for a season. And so sometimes the enemy will leave you for a season. You know, and then he'll uh, come back. And when I was uh, giving my testimony, I forgot to tell about um, when I got back from vacation with my family. I was outside and uh, I said, I see a big weed in my plant. And so I'm going to just pull this weed out. I stuck my hand down in the plant and uh, got stung by a bee. I'm highly allergic to bees. A bee sting is life threatening for me. It was on Pastor's birthday. I called him and Devin and they came and took me to the emergency room. They took me right in, I didn't have to wait. My blood pressure was like 229 over 100 and something. And they took my blood pressure twice and I said, this is how my body reacts when I get a bee sting. And so they took me back, hooked me up to the monitors, um, checked my blood pressure every 15 minutes, and gave me steroids and uh, antihistamines and stuff to counteract the reaction. And so uh, they let me go a little after, about four and a half hours I was out there, and I I got discharged after midnight. And so, uh, After I got back home, I, uh, you know, got the rest that I needed, and, uh, a few days later, I said, Devil, I said, now you're playing dirty. I said, you really dirty this time. You did a sneak attack on me. Now, granted, I should have had gloves on, but, see, I hadn't been stung in about 15 years, so I kind of let my guard down. So, uh... I said, you, you're playing dirty now. So I say, but you're still alive. I'm still healed in Jesus' name. I'm still going to complete the assignment that God has given me. I'm still going to do everything God has called me to do. And I'm fighting back. Amen. Now I'm going to give you a few steps to take when you're dealing with the enemy. Number one. We must recognize the enemy when he presents himself. And uh, sometimes you don't know how the enemy going to present himself. So this is why you got to be on guard. And the scripture says don't even be ignorant of his devices. Don't be ignorant of his devices. Number two, we must be clothed in all the armor that is mentioned in Ephesians 6. The first armor is we got to put on the girdle of truth so that you will not be a victim to Satan's lies. And so what is truth? The word says the word is truth. So you got to put on the word. You got to operate in the word. You got to believe the word. You got to quote the word. You got to stand on the word. Amen. Amen. And then we have to put on the breastplate of righteousness we got to guard our heart so that it remains pure and holy. The scripture says, out of the heart flows the issues of life. And see, the breastplate covered everything, covered the whole front of the soldiers. And so we got to wear the bre- breastplate. we got to put on the shoes of peace. So that our peace will shine through every situation. And the scripture says, don't even let your feet be swift and run into mischief. If you know it's danger that way, don't go that way. The Bible says, seek peace and pursue it. Run after peace. And see, at this point in my life, I value peace over everything. Peace is so important to me. I don't want to be around people that got a lot of drama, a lot of yin yang. I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. It's too late in the day. People are dying every day. Every day. And we need somebody to speak peace, show them joy, show them love, show them a difference. Amen. All right. Let's go to the next one. We must take the shield of faith so we can stop the fiery darts that Satan brings like doubt and deceit. Satan will bring doubt to you, deceit, all kind of, all of his bags of tricks. And you just got to take your shield and block the darts, just like somebody shooting arrows. And if you don't know who you are, you got to get to know who you are. You need to get in Deuteronomy 20, 28. It tells you who you are. You're the head and not the tail. You're above, not beneath. You're blessed going in, blessed going out. Psalms say you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And so you got to know this stuff. It's, it's nothing that you can just let go over your head because you don't know when the enemy going to knock on your door. And when you're going to have to fight and stand in the gap for your family and for your loved ones because you may not be able to find pastor or me or somebody else. You've got to stand in the gap and pray for yourself. Amen. Let's go to the next one. Put on the helmet of salvation. Keep your mind on the Lord so Satan won't get a stronghold in your thoughts. So you put the helmet of salvation on. The scripture says, cast down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. When the enemy tell you not enough, you tell him I am enough. Tell him I'm a child of God. I'm not mediocre. Tell him who you are. And see, the enemy plants a lot of stuff in our minds, and we just let it sit there. But see, I'm not the type. I'm not that type. I'm going to fight the enemy with everything i got within me. I'm not the type to roll over and play dead and let the enemy just stomp on my head, and I take this and want y'all to have a pity party. That's not me. I'm going to fight back. That's my nature. Fight back. Amen. And say, I'm going to fight for my children, my family, my home, everything, my church. I'm going to stay in the fight. Amen. Let's go to the next one. And then we must take the sword of the spirit so that we can expose and deny the tempting words of Satan. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. We got 66 books. We don't have no need to be depressed. It doesn't say that depression won't come depression may come but depression doesn't have to linger it don't have to stay because you didn't wake yourself up this morning you didn't put breath in your in your body amen. and so why would you let external forces control you when you can't even give yourself life amen hallelujah and the uh, um next thing is we have to go into Battle prepared. You don't go into a natural battle unprepared. Fighting in a battle, you have more than one round of ammunition. The people that fought in Vietnam and all that, they had more than one round. They didn't just go there with just a little bit. And um, our armed forces, they have cannons, hand grenades, drones, missiles, tankers, and whatever else they need to win the war, whether it's on land or sea. And uh, when you sign up, I don't know nothing about the Army, just about what I read, but when you sign up for Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force, Coast Guard, or whatever, you're going to get more than two weeks of training to go out and defend America. They're not going to send you out there and you're unprepared. And so we have to be prepared through the word of God, through reading, praying, worshiping. We have to be prepared to know how to fight the enemy. And you get your preparation through the word of God. Amen. Amen. And also, um, whatever branch of service you're in, they have a certain protocol. They have a certain etiquette. The Marines got etiquette. The Navy got etiquette. And you have to follow that protocol. And see, there's a protocol for God. Obey him and keep his commandments. That's the protocol. Obey his word. Amen. Now I'm going to go to um, 1 Samuel. And I'm just going to talk about this a little bit. Um, when David and his men um, came back to Ziklag, the city was just burned down to the ground. The men were upset. They were crying. It said they wept till they had no more power to weep. And they even thought about stoning David. They said, we just, it's time to stone him, get rid of this fellow. Our family, everything's gone and we with him. And so what did David do? David was distressed, but the word says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And see, sometimes we got to encourage ourselves. You can't even look for encouragement for over here, over there. You got to encourage your own self in the Lord. If you know that you're doing the right thing, sometimes you got to pat your own self on the back. Amen. And so... After David encouraged himself in the Lord, he asked the Lord, he said, Lord, what shall I do? Should I fight back? Should I pursue? What shall I do? And what I like about this is David didn't go to his friends. He didn't go to the neighbors. He didn't go to the soldiers that was with him. He inquired of the Lord. Let's read that scripture in 1 Samuel 30 and 8. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? The Lord answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. David pursued. They recovered everything. There was nothing lost, nothing taken. They got their wives back, their children back, everything. Why? Because David inquired of the Lord, Shall I fight back? And God said, Fight back. That's what God told him. And see, even in the natural, if uh, something happens, consult the Lord about what to do. I remember back in 2016 or 17, we were going up to uh, Maryville to have Thanksgiving with my family. And we went in the hotel. The hotel looked nice, had chairwood furniture and all this. And then I woke up with spots on me and everything. And... uh, Got ate up by bed bugs. I had 22 bites on me by bed bugs. And the people didn't want to give my money back. None of this. I said, well, what you look at here? <laughs> and I had to. When I come home, I had to go to the med center. Uh, I was just sick, itching, because I, I can't, with my blood, I can't get bit by anything. No, no, no nothing. And you know what? I said, Lord, what shall I do? And you know what? It came in my spirit to sue them. And I didn't know anything about the internet. I looked up the corporate uh, place, looked up everything. Sued them and won. I did a small, a small case suit. And they was glad to pay me that money. But you have to inquire of the Lord. Lord, what shall I do? You know, and, and the Lord will tell you what to do and show you what to do. Often people um, go to everybody but the Lord. They'll go to their friends. They'll go to their neighbors. And the Lord is the last resort. They'll go, they'll go everywhere looking for help. And the Bible says you have not because you ask not. And sometimes when you do ask, you ask amiss. You ask with the wrong motives. And so we have to learn how to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said we would acknowledge him in all of our ways. He would direct our paths. Hallelujah. He will instruct us on when to fight back and in what circumstances we are faced with. And the scripture also tells us, he said, don't, don't go to bad mad. Don't give place to the devil. Don't give the, the, the devil a chance. To accuse you. And all I want you to go home with here today is. I'm going to fight back. Amen. Let's repeat that. I'm going to fight back. I'm going to fight back. And my fight. And my fight is, against the enemy is against the enemy. And not against people. Not against people. Amen.
0: Mother Mitchell, can you stay up there? We'll, I have, we'll do communion together. Let's rise to our feet. You know, something I was thinking as she was preaching. I thought about the commercial, silly rabbit, tricks are for kids. Silly devil, tricks are for kids. We are not afraid of you. We are fighting back. All right, and so the, online, go ahead and make sure you get your Elements ready. And those of you who are here, I'll give you a few minutes just to kind of separate them and get them ready. And then we'll, we'll go to that first scripture. I'll read the first one and we'll have you read the next one. All right, go ahead to that, our first scripture. We'll read this. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. So we're going to go ahead and we'll take the bread.
1: And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me.
0: In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, this is the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We'll go ahead and drink.
1: For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes.
0: All right, let's bow our heads. Dear gracious heavenly father, God, we thank you because of your blood and your body that empowers us to fight back. You are the weapon that we use. And so, God, we give you praise. We understand that eight is the number of new beginnings. So as we move into the eighth month and as we're believing for favor, we're willing to fight for this favor. We're willing to fight for new things. And, devil, we're not afraid of you. We're not scared of you. We're willing to fight back and take territory. And like the scripture says, we shall recover all. Somebody say that with me. Say, I shall shall recover recover all. all. In Jesus' name, name. Amen. amen. God bless you all. You have a great week.